0: Episode 13, Within the Winery, Part
1: 2. Hi, this is Dragnicarda, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lilison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Dear. Catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com c slash You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Let's dive right back in. So, a lot of you, as the thorns and needles pitter-patter to the ground of the chamber in which you now find yourselves, you can see the Blights slowly staring up at you and then just staring vacantly their dead gazes piercing through the mist and as you turn to see the room in which you now find yourselves you can see that this room contains a handsome four-poster bed its headboard carved in the likeness of a giant raven a soft black rug covers the floor beneath the bed and the door and in the corners of the south wall stand two slender wardrobes with a tapestry of a church hanging on the wall between them beneath the tapestry sits a handsomely carved rocking cradle Well, to the north, under the window you've just climbed in from, is a plain desk and chair, though it's now covered in several places by thorns and needles that are embedded into the wood. You can see that other furnishings include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror in a wooden frame.
2: Uh, Mitran would like to take a quick look through the wood chest.
1: Uh, You open the wood chest, and glancing inside, uh, you actually can't open it. It appears to be locked.
2: Oh, well then I will use my lockpicks to get through it.
1: All right. The rest of you see Metreon taking out his lock picks. Uh, what are the rest of you doing?
0: Rolling my eyes at Metreon. Why? There
1: will be something here that
2: help us. All right. Keep yes, your voices yes, down. Can't.
0: Um, it's a it's a fond eye roll. Um, Lillison is going to cautiously peek outside the window.
1: Sure, as you do, you know you can see that on the on the desk uh, now covered in a number of places by thorns and needles, uh, a number of uh, documents and papers, uh, a bit of ink that has kind of been pushed aside and spilled across the side, the black liquid now dribbling down the side of the desk onto the floor into a small puddle on the wooden ground. And kind of as you push those uh, documents to the side, you glance outside and you see the Blights, You know, there must be two dozen of them at least, just milling about the mist uh, faintly strewn around their uh, humanoid forms. Um, As you poke your head out the window, a number of them uh, turn their faces toward you, and you watch as two of them begin to raise their hands once more, the spines across them rustling and uh, bristling once more, and at this, Kiva remembers, get down enough, and she quickly uh, takes your shoulders and pulls you to the side.
0: Well, we could engage in a bit of siege warfare here, or we could explore the rest of this place.
3: I vote the latter. Earthen says in a very low voice. If if we can deal with their masters, then I'll feel a lot safer if we want to start taking pot shots at them.
4: Shh. Amity puts a finger to her lips and puts her ear to the wall slash floor. Can
1: she hear anyone? Make a perception check, and as you do, uh, Metrion, I'll need you to make a Thief's Tools uh, check. Yep.
4: 20 on the perception. Nice. Beautiful.
1: Um, So while Metron is rolling, uh, Amity, you put your ear to the floorboards and attempt to hear as best you can. You don't hear anything below you, but you can hear in the distance. uh, Not immediately over, not in the next room over, but somewhere on this floor to the western side, you can hear several loud thuds and then silence once again. Amity jerks his thumb to the west.
4: There's someone
1: over there. Gotcha.
3: Is the door open?
1: The door appears to be unlocked. It is closed. Okay. Uh, Metran, what did you roll?
2: I rolled a 19.
1: All right. Uh, It takes you but a moment to fit your lockpick in and twist it just right until you hear a satisfying click. As you... Pull the top of the wooden chest open. You can see within a pair of uh, a trio of uh, very neat uh, pouches of uh, green cloth um, tied with a small bit of twine.
2: And Do they look of- like sacks or like just like clothing that's been wrapped in twine? They look like money bags. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, I'd like to open them up, please.
1: All right. The first one you open up just kind of is quite a bit larger than the others. And as you like open it up and peer inside, you see what must be uh, a few hundred silver pieces. Oh, uh, just neatly yes. consolidated.
2: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Got to tuck that aside. Uh, the next one you open is a bit uh, heavier than the others, but a bit smaller in volume. And as you open it, you see what seems to be a few dozen gold pieces uh, clinking and glinting in the dim light, gray light of the chamber.
2: Yeah, he's going to take both. Uh, he's going to empty the contents into his uh, his satchel and then put the bags back into the to chest, slam it shut, well, not slam it shut, uh, very carefully shut it, and then There's lock it third back again.
1: Uh, pouch. Uh, were you oh, looking at okay. that one? Yes. Uh, the third pouch you open, uh, kind of peering inside, and you see this one seems to have, you know, slightly less volume than the silver pieces, but of middling weight. As you open and look inside, it seems to contain perhaps one, 200, uh, maybe even more electrum coins. Um, But as you glance over it, you see a familiar visage stamped in profile across the surface. And as you kind of sift through looking over it, you realize that every single one of these electrum coins bears the stamped image of the face of Strahd von Zarevich. Uh,
2: So as he's emptied the the other two and then starts to go through the third, he kind of has that moment of clarity and then freezes uh, with one of the coins in his hand, just kind of arrested by seeing his face embossed into the metal surface of this coin uh, listen uh, and at this point he'll uh, he'll take the contents and then put them in his bag uh, and carefully shut the, the trunk uh, listen if we was doing this for gold we can get the fuck out of here now <sighs> we're not listen the whole thing was that we were doing this because we was scared we'd have to you either pay to get the room or be put out on the street. We we could pay for the room. I, I don't. He's everywhere.
3: What do you mean he's everywhere?
2: What are you uh, talking about? Metreon pulls out one of the uh, gold coins and shows it. Arthur
3: turns it over. Can he tell how old this coin is roughly?
1: Make a, uh, this would be an investigation check. I imagine. Or, All right. no, make it, make a history check. Yeah. I was about uh, to say. Uh, yeah. History, but this will use your wisdom modifier, not intelligence. Ah boy.
2: It always comes back to coins for earth and deer. <laughs> it does. Okay. So
3: that's just a flat D 20 plus
2: one,
3: 12.
1: 12. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty old faded and chipped in places. Um, you know maybe uh at least a, a couple centuries you think certainly not of recent make it's not fresh
3: ah uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense he has a mint here how does he have a mint
2: it doesn't fucking matter he's he's everywhere if these things is tied with him i don't want to be near them. I, want, I don't want to be anywhere near them we, well we can't
3: just Sit down and go back. We're not going to be able to get out. We got to deal with the, regardless. We've got to deal with these people so that we can take care of the Blights without getting murdered.
2: Uh, Metrion anxiously starts to kind of like tug at his jacket and look around the room, very much in the same way that he was uh, back at Death House. Um, But he will kind of like shrink into the corner and let everyone kind of like take the lead on this. Matrion What?
0: Do you plan to simply take the money and uh, leave no trace, or do you want to make it seem as though the uh, druids ransacked this place?
2: Yeah, I mean, I figured, you know, they, they probably got it anyway, right? I mean, that's what we tell them, you know, if they ask.
0: Yes, well, I don't think that druids would carefully close the chest back up again.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, was, I was, sorry, I wasn't thinking right. And uh, Metreon will go back and try to unlock the lock again so that he can make it look like someone pulled out the sacks and, you know, kind of throw some things about the room so it makes it look like it's more, been more ransacked.
3: deer is going, while this is happening, Erythrindir is going to kind of look at Amity, give her a nod, just like, hey, you said that person was out west, right? Right. I think... <sighs> Okay, okay. Well, uh, we need to take care of that. You... Hmm. I mean, I guess we can try and knock him out after we wear him down with magic, but it's gonna be a tough thing. You... She got was
4: making some loud thuds, too. It might be a tree.
3: Huh. Point. I think we should probably scout it out and see. Or... Realistically, Lillison or Metrion should. But they seem preoccupied.
0: Lillison is uh, scooping up, you know, some of the ink that got splattered over the desk, and right. like sort of tossing it over the uh, remains of the chest as Metrion yeah. is reopening it.
3: Actually, Lillison... or do you mind scouting out a bit in the hallway, seeing what's going on? We, Amity, heard some thuds way west. We kind of need a picture
0: what oh yes yes of course um and she has her mage hand to like put the inkwell back down and uh then she's gonna edge a little bit closer to the door
1: all right the door is closed but does not appear to be locked
0: okay um she looks around and says everybody uh stands back from the door just a little bit
2: yep yeah metron's still messed with stuff um Definitely looks like he's got other things on his mind, though, as he's doing it. He's not kind of like committing himself fully to this, but he's doing it as best as he can.
0: Okay. At the door, Lillison will pause for a moment and then, um, actually, first she would like to look at the hinges and see whether or not she can see any rust on them.
1: Uh, make a uh, perception check. Uh, Lillison's doing that. What is everyone else doing?
2: Yeah. Um, wh- where's Truffle at, by the way? I mean, I brought him in, but is he coming with us or?
4: Uh, right, I guess Truffle is in the room with us. He's probably searching under the bed for any morsels.
2: Oh,
3: That's a good boy. Yeah, Arthur gonna probably actually he's gonna he's gonna keep a careful watch out the window and kind of make sure the blights aren't about to circle around and come back.
0: Okay, Lillison's perception roll is sixteen. And mm. Dragna appears to be having Discord issues. Um, yep. Well, we have a small
3: technical difficulties. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll DM it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, next room over. The druids roll uh, 25 on their perception check. Uh,
0: you're going to have to do saves right now. I, I, <laughs> I vote. Okay, I vote not letting Twy DM.
3: I, oh, come on. It'll be fun. I've only messed with their spell lists a little bit. So,
4: do you think if if there is someone to the west, I mean, if we can, we're not going to, like, kill them, right? We're going to knock them out. I mean, if they're can. human or elf or, you know, like us. Humanoid,
3: yeah. It, if we can. I'm not sure we can because that requires us to get in close and that is not where we operate well. But if we are given the opportunity, we try not to kill them. If we're not, cards fall where they may.
0: I'm not happy about it either. I can't really control very finely where um, splashes of acid go. I suppose I could try stabbing them instead.
3: Let's... Look, I... I don't... We don't know much about these people. I don't particularly want to murder them, but... They're hurting these people and taking over their home, and I think if it happens, then
2: I mean it's self-defense, right? Yeah, I mean, kinda. No, it's, it's not kinda. It is. I mean, they attack us, and if they attack us, and we, you know, we fire a crossbow bolt at them, or uh, you know, uh, Lil throws some uh, bloody acid at them, then you know, uh, we're justified.
3: Well, yeah, but if we want to do well, we should hit them first
0: I don't I don't think we're going to be aiming to be murderers but if somebody dies if one of them dies I'm not going to hold it against any of you
2: I feel like the point of this though is being lost and that's to not be found
3: yeah I mean we're gonna have to if we're gonna get if we're gonna get them out of here
2: or yeah, but I mean, to you know, a we gotta force or... Well, we gotta sneak up on them. That's what I was saying. You know, just, we gotta, you know, if, em. if. Exactly, bop them.
3: Well, I can do some reasonable quality bopping if I try.
4: The, the point of this is to get out. And to do that, we're going to have to, like, s- do the siege thing that Lillison suggested on the ones outside. And I guess to do that, we just have to make sure that the the masters don't interfere
2: so then maybe that's what we do <sighs> we, uh, yeah we, we go down we you know we, we barrel through those uh, twiggy things and uh we just take off we will get m- murdered well then maybe we don't barrel through. We, we try to find uh you know a way that's you know sneakier that that's this that hides us from them or something i don't know i but i, I
3: saw I, them on all sides of the house they're surrounded us. I think we're gonna just have to do what we gotta do. I'm sorry. Earthen Deer kind of has a resolute look on his face. He seems very far away. I don't... Look, we, we've kind of been given a... We don't have much of a choice. We're stuck here in this... Well, in more ways than one, so... We gotta do what we can to make it out, and if that means that we deal with these people, then I will have 600-odd years to have a dirty conscience about
0: it. It may seem, it may seem like it may be easier and safer to simply leave right now, but... In the long run, it's a lot safer not to do the thing where you make a lot of enemies and then leave them alive behind you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's generally not wise.
0: Uh, Dragna appears to be back and at, wants me to ask about the door. Uh, Dragna, I rolled a 16 perception for the door. Looking the at the
1: door and the hinges, um, it seems to be of fairly good make, uh, no notable issues. It seems to be of, uh, cleaned, or at least kept uh, fairly nicely. Okay. There's no notable bits of rust here.
0: With that mic drop, then, I guess, um, Lillisone's going to edge backwards and have her mage hand very slowly open the door, hoping it does not squeak.
1: All right. Given that you wanted not squeak, give me a... Uh... I guess this would be your choice of stealth or sleight of hand.
0: I will get back to you once I have reloaded Foundry
1: all right
0: meanwhile uh everybody else please feel free to continue the conversation
2: yeah um well at this point uh metron is finished trashing the room i want to take like a quick glance over at uh, back out the window to see if are they are the blight still just kind of hanging out there or are they kind of uh, on
1: yet glancing on you see that they've begun to kind of disperse a few of them are just kind of standing milling around but Uh, The bulk of them seem to have dispersed back into the vineyard. You see a number of them kind of scattered amongst the vines and posts.
0: Okay. Alright. Anybody want to give me uh, some bardic goodness before I do this roll? Mm. If not, that's okay.
3: No, no, I'm trying to save mine for cutting words whenever things inevitably go pear-shaped.
0: Got it. (laughs) Alright, that that is a... uh, That is a 23 sleight of hand.
1: All uh, right. Plus the uh, guidance, I believe. With that, you uh, are able to easily and near silently open the door as it slowly swings in, opening to the next room. Glancing cool. at the uh, chamber beyond, you can slowly see through the uh, gray light that is still seeping into the windows. What seems to be a room containing a rectangular table surrounded by eight chairs... An L-shaped cupboard, and a floor-to-ceiling closet pantry. Next to the pantry, you can see a small iron stove.
0: Okay. Lilison would like to cautiously step through, uh, keeping an alert eye out.
1: All right. You cautiously see, step forward. A uh, floorboard just very quietly creaking beneath your weight, but not loudly. Glancing through, you can see uh, a number of uh, items and bits of paraphernalia left out on the table. You can see what seems to be a plate with a half-eaten hunk of bread there. A glass of uh, what seems to be half drunk wine that has just been sitting here. And you can see bits of dust around the rim beginning to gather. Uh, you can see what seems to be a few uh, bits of fruit and uh, meat that have been kind of left out on the counter across from you that have begun to just, just slowly rot after being left in the open. And you see two doors to the south of you, both closed.
0: Given the state of rot on the food, does it seem like uh, this has in fact been left for about two days?
1: Yeah, it's not overly advanced, but there you can see a few flies buzzing around it.
0: Okay, Um gonna step down to this door and listen at it very carefully.
1: All right, make a perception check.
0: That is a 22 perception.
1: All right. As you listen at the door, uh, straining to hear anything that might lie beyond, you just very faintly hear a uh, distant, it's not close, but a distant, quiet uh, giggling. Perhaps male, it's difficult to tell. Oh boy. Is it like audible for everybody or is just just her? Just Lillison, and it's only intermittent.
0: Okay. Um, Lilsen will note that and then move to the other door and listen again and see if it seems to be about the same volume.
1: Uh, listening to the other door. I guess, you know, that perception check. Uh, uh, make another one for me.
0: Ah, that is a nine.
1: This one, you can't hear much. Although as you like look down, you can see that perhaps a part of the problem is as you glance at the bottom of the door uh, where there's usually a small gap, you can see a number of uh, long, uh, grayish brown, with kind of like yellow uh, stripes on them in some places. Bits of like nodes that have kind of swollen up and then popped with a bit of blackish sap oozing out. Long vines that have kind of strewn themselves underneath the door, kind of wedging themselves beneath. Hmm. Just loose vines, not growing from any one particular use see that one. appears to have been slightly severed, but...
0: Okay. Um... Millicent's going to glance back to the other room and see if everybody is, like, watching her or whether they're still discussing their strategy.
3: Uh, Earthrendir's keeping an eye on her and kind of gives her a nervous thumbs up. What'd you get?
0: Um, She's going to bite her lower lip briefly and then point to the, the vine things under the door and then raise her finger to her lips
3: he nods and kind of motions for the others to do the same he's going to kind of point to the other door and make an expansive should we try this one then motion
2: Metreon is kind of keeping close to the chest uh, not in a way of like guarding it but uh, as a way to avoid having to go out especially when he hears that there are vines crawling out of the door but that's, that's the gist of what he's doing right now yeah Hmm.
3: And to be clear, is this exit out here where is facing the hallway?
1: Uh, I mean, the one thing you're currently against is a window. Ah, my apologies. I misunderstood what that was.
3: Alright, is going to kind of point to the other door like, well, only option.
0: And, um, yeah? Uh, Lillison is going to very, very quietly uh, cast a message to him because she doesn't really trust raising her voice too and much. Yeah. gestures. Yeah, um, and just whisper, there was giggling from behind that one.
3: Great. So either we deal with flying creature or we deal with druids, <sighs> I guess. Vine creature, I'm probably won't alert them if we don't kill it. Person probably will.
0: Wilson's going to take out her dagger I mean, it's not a good... and uh, take a look at the tendrils that are actually creeping under the door, and she's going to poke one of them gently with the tip of her dagger, trying to see whether this thing is still alive or if, like, it's a dead one.
2: Uh, as that's going Damn. on, as that's going on, Metron looks over at Amity uh you think they'd learn their lesson after you know uh, getting knocked out by giant plant creatures back at their house right
4: right but the the Druid should be intelligent right I mean I guess I guess we don't share a language otherwise I'd want to just try to surrender and have them let us leave
2: I mean you could certainly try but they've been here for two days I don't, I don't think they. They're too fond of leaving, and i I don't think, I don't think we had the manpower enough to, uh, to coerce I them mean, to do it.
4: No, no, I don't mean them. I mean, if ask them to let us leave,
2: I'll just like keep the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, just, I'm, I'm fine just, with that. Just,
4: you, you, stay here. We'll just go. We, we got lost somehow and ended up here.
2: Yeah, I mean, we could try that. Uh, what happens if they they aren't so agreeable?
4: Um. then I guess we made a mistake and we have to fight all of them at once
2: fuck what's uh, what's the option here I mean we either fight them all we either try to we either either try to convince them that we we're not there to to mess up their good time all at once or we take them out one by one and you know uh, try and level the playing field that way
4: Maybe we can take out one of them and then and then wake them up and, and try to negotiate with them.
2: You think that'll work?
4: Amity yeah, just shrugs and shakes her head.
2: Oh know love. I mean, I mean, we could try, but it's just I don't. Usually, when you got to negotiate, you got to negotiate you know, like you negotiate for your life, right? But like we. Yeah, we can try and hold them for some kind of ransom or something, but I, I don't know if that's this kind of standoff we want to have.
4: Yeah, he just shrugs. So, back to Lillison, uh, I guess, in the action, what
1: is. What yes, uh, so looking at the vines underneath the door, it just seems, you know, a number of loose vines, just brown and yellow, uh, quite dead. They don't seem to be growing from anywhere, they don't seem to be animate. And as you kind of like poke them with the dagger, you can see that it kind of cuts a little slice across the side of it, uh, letting this kind of like blackish sap start dripping forth. Not like any sap you've ever seen, but just slowly bleeding forth from the vine, like a wound, but it doesn't seem alive. It's just lying there, unmoving, just a vine.
0: Okay. Uh, Lillison's going to pick that up, um, angling it so that it doesn't drip on herself and turn around and show it to Aerithrondir
1: with just a what the fuck look.
3: Uh, does Erethrindir know? Is this from a vine blight?
1: I mean, you've not seen a vine blight personally. All you know is that they are animate plant creatures that are powered by evil and corruption.
3: Okay, fair enough. He kind of gives an expansive shrug. (sighs) Kind of gestures the door like, well, might as well try something as he kind of draws his new short sword from its sheath.
0: Okay. Lillison is going to remove the gem that is bound to her hand. She is going to polish the surface of the gem a little bit with both thumbs, closing her eyes briefly, and then she's going to put it back on her left hand. Still holding the dagger with her right hand, She's going to direct her mage hand to slowly open the door.
1: Uh, the right door or the left one? The
0: one I'm right next to.
1: All right. You take a step back and direct your mage hand as the door slowly turns and creaks open. And as you glance beyond, you can see a darkened corridor. Just with bare uh, amounts of dim lighting flooding in from this chamber and what you can see what seems to be a window at the other end of the corridor. The earth here is has occasional clods of sod and soil kind of scattered across the ground of the floorboards and to your left you can see what seems to be a narrow stone staircase down which the uh, dirt path seems to continue. The dirt path also continues to the right, just small again, small clods and clumps of soil that seem to be intertwined with uh, muddy trails and small bits of leaves and roots that kind of lie underneath the long bit of shredded vine that was poking underneath this door and continue off out of sight down the corridor to your right.
0: Sorry, was this a dirt path that was on top of the floorboards?
1: No, it's just uh, bits of mud and dirt that are kind of scattered across the wood. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, Lillison's going to step cautiously out into the hallway and take a look around.
1: Alright, as you cautiously do so, to the right, you can just faintly hear the sound of crunching of what seems like wood or faint splintering. And as you glance to the right, you can see the muddy trail with the leaves and roots continues down the corridor, seeming to enter and exit uh, two additional doors along this corridor before vanishing into a third. And you can see that at the end of the hallway, the third door is hanging open ajar into the room at the very end of the corridor that also winds to the left-hand side, and that from the open door, you can faintly hear the sound of a quiet, maddened babbling and a soft, quiet rustling. And as you glance, you hear the sound of a sudden wooden-sounding slam, and then a thud, the babbling falling silent.
0: Lillison's eyes widen she turns back to airhrendirer and she just mouths the words one of them is in there he nods I'll get the I'll get
3: the others let's get ready to take them
0: I don't trust them not to spoil this
3: we need them we if we get stuck and trapped then we're both dead we need everybody
0: very well.
3: He's going to turn back to Amity and Metreon. Hey, we found one of them. If y'all think you can, we're going to get ready to charge in there and hopefully knock him out. If you think you can do that, then we'd like your help.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll follow you lead. I, fuck
3: yeah, yeah, that's that's about my exact emotion.
4: Well, it's fifty percent. We either win or we don't.
3: What? I don't like those odds. No, that's not that. No, 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 that's not. Arthur Dear looks like genuinely offended at this. I, okay, statistics lesson later. Let's go.
0: Damn, you said the um, dirt trail sort of winds in and out of several rooms, but the one that I had heard the babbling from was, like, at the end of the hallway?
1: Correct. You could just faintly see that the door at the very end seems to be open. Are you making your way quietly forward? Yep. I am. Alright, I'll need both of you to make a stealth check. Uh, are Metreon and Amity pursuing? Uh, Kiva kind of glances back to them. You ready for this? No. <laughs> no. Right. That is very- uh, about the same.
0: 23 stealth from me
1: Alright, and from deer. Well That's a 6 Alright Um <laughs> Be like with that, that Fortunately, as you step forward uh, Well listen, you glance back like, at deer Just as you see him about to step on a large uh, Like a, a twig Or a small branch that's been kind of like left strewn Across the floor, and his foot is about to step Upon it and crack it, you hold up a hand and glances down and sees it and just narrowly avoids crunching it. Oh my god.
3: Alright. Further forward then, I guess.
1: Right. All right. Are Amity and Metron remaining in the room with Kiva? Uh,
2: I mean if Kiva leaves, uh, I guess she'll Metra take a step outside,
1: follow. but she's kind of like like glancing back and glancing forward. She's not following arthur and and uh, Lalisin we'll for now.
2: Amity is lying
1: turns back to beckon her.
3: Uh, I think he will, yeah.
1: She nods, uh, and she will make her own stealth check.
3: Yep, I got uh, it.
1: Amity, are you sneaking along as well?
4: Amity's lining up behind Kiva, so I guess that's a stealth check from her
3: as well?
1: Ooh, that's a 22 from Kiva. Beautiful. Thank you in spirit, Serena.
2: Nice. <laughs> the
4: from Amity, Nat twenty.
1: Beautiful. All right, Lilison, If you'd like to lead the way, slowly creeping forward through the corridor.
3: Yes, I would. Someone, someone cue the Pink Panther theme. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's not quite. We that don't guy. want to get a copyright strike.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Lilison will cautiously peer around this corner.
1: All right, you make your way to the end of the hallway and slowly peer into the chamber beyond. You can see in this chamber a desk, a chair, a tall wooden cabinet, and a strange contraption that takes up most of the northern end of the room. Three creatures are here, and as you peer quietly around the corner, they don't seem to notice you. But you feel your breath catch your chest nonetheless. One creature appears human, but is so caked with dirt and mud that it's hard to know for sure. Her hair is full of twigs and her face is hidden behind a veil of moss. From what you can see, she is rooting through the contents of the cabinet and haphazardly tossing them onto the floor. Behind her stand two humanoid creatures made entirely of dead vines. They stand silently in the room, their gaze fixed on the moss-veiled figure as she roots through the cabinet.
0: Okay. Lillison looks back at everybody else, just catches their attention, Points inside the doorway and nods once.
2: By the way, I rolled stealth and I got a natural 20, so 26. Jesus. Beautiful. Nice. Amazing.
1: Nice. dear, uh, if you don't object, uh, Kiva will take well, points. She'll glance toward Lillison first. What is Lillison doing?
0: Lillison is uh, raising her left hand and flexing her fingers and staring at the gem.
3: All right. Probably. Are, are we- doing this.
0: Okay, so DM, the uh, flavor text of the spell message says that the uh, message needs to be whispered. Is this something that might attract the attention of what's inside that room?
1: The woman doesn't seem to be exercising too much care in the room. You don't think that a whisper will be necessarily a danger of being heard if you do it quietly to yourself.
0: Okay, so... She's going to cast this message um, sequentially to both Erthrendir and Kiva, basically saying, I'm going to launch a surprise attack and then run down this other hallway. Be prepared to attack when they emerge.
3: Which other hallway is she referring to?
0: Uh, The one leading down.
3: Are you sure? We haven't secured that yet.
0: I can see down it. There's a... uh... Spiral staircase, and not much else.
3: Are there any other ways they can get out of that room, or is this the only one?
0: Well, there are windows.
3: Not too, we're on the second floor. That's not too helpful. All right, actually, that's a great idea. I have a spell. And if everyone else has some range capabilities, then we we can do some very nice things.
0: Shall we have uh, Kiva take up this spot?
1: At this point, you hear the sounds of rummaging from the other room stop. Then you hear the woman's voice kind of utter something, you know, sharp in a, uh, not, at a not an alert tone, but perhaps a, uh, the, you get this very big sense of a sound of disgust. And you hear a clatter or something is thrown to the ground and kind of like shimmies across the floor, kind of like ending just beside your foot, Lillison. You don't get the sense of you've been noticed, but you do get the sense that you might not have that much time.
0: Okay. Okay, Lillison's gonna beckon for Kiva to take Aerithrindir's
1: spot. Yep. Kiva we'll- nods, and we'll do, do so.
4: Do we get messages, or is it not enough time?
1: Amity and Metron, you just see uh, Kiva and Deer switching places uh, as Lillison Erth- exchanges meaningful looks with them.
3: is going to give them a glance and not get ready and mouth get ready to both
2: of them. Betron frowns.
4: If, if we can I, I, okay I guess I guess we can't whisper, so Amity's just gonna keep her mouth clamped.
3: I mean is just kinda mouthing it to y'all. He's not but yeah.
1: Okay. Alright.
0: Okay. Um Lilison will cast Acid Splash directed at the woman and one of the, uh, toy creatures.
1: All right. So I will say that, uh, we're going to roll initiative then. Excellent.
4: Is this a surprise round?
1: There's no such thing as a surprise round, but if they do not detect you, they will be surprised.
0: Can you, uh, activate an encounter?
1: Yes, please. I can indeed.
0: Thank
2: you.
1: Can you not kill us?
0: That's a harder ask.
1: All right, everyone, roll that initiative.
3: Cinco! That's unfortunate. Big money, no
4: whammies, big money, no whammies.
2: Thirteen? Three. Thirteen
4: (laughs) point oh, oh, according to the
0: tracker.
1: Yeah. Big ol' three. Seven. All right. Uh, And with that, I think we're just missing Kiva?
3: Uh, Right, thank
1: you all good and that is a 24 all right with that Kiva is up first what would she like to do
3: Uh, she is going to ready an action to shock and grasp the motherfucker who comes into the spot where Lillison is now
1: all right Uh, with that Amity you're up what are you doing as you see Lillison right. begin moving her arms to cast a spell.
3: Great.
4: <clears throat> Lillison, I know this is going to seem weird, but once upon a time...
1: Uh, she, oh, you're, you're casting a spell? What are you doing?
4: No, I'm not. Um, so once upon a time, the porcupine was infamous for getting tit for tat. And when a warthog jabbed her, she jabbed back with equal force. And when a tiger ate one of her people, she devoted herself to tracking it, ensnaring it, and devouring it herself. <clears throat> and for 1 minute Lillison whenever a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you is damaged you can use your reaction to deal d6 revenge damage to the attacker
2: oh and as oh my a bonus God.
4: action she will give a bardic inspiration to kiva all right and what oh kind God. of You're, what kind of damage
1: that's is that what bard you are holy shit it is force damage all right very good. Uh, with that, Lillison, you're up.
0: I love that so much.
1: Same. Um, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Lillison's going to cast Acid Splash at the Druid and uh, the Vine Blight like straight in front of her.
1: All right, go for it. So that's uh, going to be that deck saves. Be... Yep, can you bring it up in the chat? Uh, that is two failures. Wow.
0: Okay, so that's 12 uh, Acid Damage.
1: Damn, you get the perfect shot lining up and just as you hear Amity's voice begin to encant the, the weaving the tail, you close your eyes uh, as you see the druid in front of you jerk for a moment, and in that moment of startled bewilderment, you take the exact moment to hurl a bubble of crimson bubbling acid directly between them, splashing the both of them, and hearing a sudden shriek of pain and rage as it burns and eats away, chewing away at both flesh, tearing away at the moss and the vine blight spilling backward as it's gray-brown-yellow flesh is rendered by dripping red. Uh, That is uh, your action. Anything else you wish to do?
0: Yes, I will disengage, and then I will move down the hallway.
1: Alright, very good. Uh, That is the end of your turn. Next up, Erthrindir.
3: Okay, so Erthrindir is going to ready a spell. When someone enters the space that Lillison just left, when the first enemy enters the space that Lillison just left, on their turn, he is going to cast Cloud of Daggers on that spot.
1: All right. So you're readying an action for this? Yes. All right. Very good. Uh, with that, Metron, you're up. Or unless there's anything else, Arthur, would like to do with this bonus action?
3: Uh, not particularly.
1: All right, Metron, what you
2: doing? Uh, he's just going to hold an action if uh if one of those creatures comes into sight of him, he will take a shot.
1: All right. Very good. Although I will say, Metron, given the number of people in the way, you will whatever is in the way will have three quarters cover. Yeah, fine. All right, very good. Uh, with that, Kiva's turn again. Her shocking grasp fails to go off. It is her turn. What is she doing?
3: Okay. Hmm. Well, she's not. She, yeah unfortunate about being pie an in initiative for once. Same thing. Ready in action. Shocking grasp.
1: All right, very good. Uh, as she does, as she does so, you hear a. Uh, jolt of words coming from the room again, almost like commanding orders from the woman as again, and you hear the so- the soft rustling trudging of forms we need to march the way out of the room. As Kiva, you hear what sounds like splintering and crackling of what sounds like peeling bark and wood from the incha- inside of the chamber. With that, let me just mark something real quick. All right, Kiva, you see slowly trudging forth, of vine light. It appears to be this humanoid shape, almost like a facsimile or a mockery of a man, but as it slowly turns, you see its muscles are not muscles, but long strands of brown-gray vines that rustle and spill over one another as it slowly turns its face toward you, dead, hollow eyes staring directly toward you. I believe a number of things go off, don't they?
3: Two, actually. First, Kiva's going to reach forward, channeling lightning through her hands and attempt to throttle this fucker. Probably not, because right. that's a nine.
1: So this is a... That's
3: a melee spell uh, attack.
1: Uh, unfortunately, no. That does kind of glance off the side of its like thick uh, gray uh, vine-created hide. It doesn't seem wet or moist for all the sap you found earlier. It's almost like a dry rustling, and the shock fails to connect with it.
3: All right, and then we get a love my lovely new spell, Cloud of Daggers, as Airthunder right. murmurs an incantation in Elvish, which Kiva would recognize, or li- er, no, common, he's too stressed. By this power that I wield, let once was harm be now a shield. And he is going to, and sort of waving his wand, conjure that in the spot where the vine blight is currently occupying. Which means it takes immediate damage.
1: All right, and this is a dexterity save? No!
3: It's not a save.
1: It happens. Damn! Okay. All right,
3: how much damage is that? Uh... That is 11 slashing damage.
1: All right. Uh, As you watch, uh, suddenly appearing in this square, you see a cloud of a swarm of swirling, not daggers, but dagger-sized side blades, rusted uh, with dark brown, gleaming with uh, long-dried, faded crimson blood, with long nicks and wicked sharp edges glinting and slicing through the air fiercely, Several of you have an immediate uh, reaction of familiarity to the sight of these as they apparate into the air and begin swirling and slicing and carving deep into the vine blight's flesh as it stumbles back. And as you uh, as you see it do so, it, it stumbles back, groaning, No! Stop! Um, and you watch as these deep gouges of wounds of bleeding black sap begin to drip down as it turns, shuffling and squaring its shoulders toward. Kiva and Aerithrondir and
0: Does Metrion show off too?
1: Yes I believe Metron's is procced as well. Yeah Fuck
2: them up So that's gonna be a 9 That doesn't take into account the cover so I'm sure it misses
1: (laughs) Alright unfortunately a 9 does miss. Uh, Minus 5 for 3 quarters cover so yes it twangs off the window and clatters to the ground. Uh, This thing kind of like now clutching at its head, uh, shifting back and forth as the vines rustle and the black sap spills upon the ground. Um, It's face set into this terrible pained and agonized expression. All right. Is that, that is all the things I believe that needed to proc. So this thing will then turn toward Kiva and Erythrondir and it will Mm -hmm. kind of raise its hand toward Kiva as she is closest and you watch as one of its vines lashes forward and attempts to wrap around her neck. Oof. Uh, That will be an 18 to hit.
3: That hits. Yeah, that hits.
1: That will be five points of bludgeoning damage. And it wraps around her neck and hauls her closer. Not quite choking, but kind of like wrapping around her shoulders as well and keeping her kind of pinned in thin air Uh, she is grappled and restrained. Ooh. Ooh,
3: that's unfortunate.
1: Alright, and as you watch, you hear, like, this shuffling sound from the, uh, other side, and you watch as the other one kind of, like, lurking there spills, uh, one of its, uh, vine-wefted arms out as well, and lashes around the corner toward Kiva. Uh, it will do the same thing. Alright. This one does have slightly more cover, so it is a minus two because of the wall on the way. That's a 15 to hit. Nope. She raises her shield. Oh, actually, she is restrained, so it does have advantage. Great. The second attack is a a five to hit, so she raises her shield, just kind of barely managing to pivot in time, deflecting the blow as the vine slaps harmlessly across it. You hear kind of like this low, rumbling grunt uh, from the creature. And then as you watch, um, coming, speeding from the room, you just see these two vine blights uh, standing there unmoving for the moment. Uh, That is the end of their turns. Uh, Amity, you're up. Actually, no. Uh, Amity's not up. Um, you will see. No, no, that's it. That's fine. Amity, you're up.
4: Okay. Yeah, Amity points at this uh, weird vine creature uh, and is like, You know what happens to beanstalks, right? They get cut down, casting vicious mockery.
1: Boink. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That yeah. is a charisma save, I believe, In or wisdom. wisdom.
4: Somehow a wisdom save.
1: For some reason. That is a natural one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know if these things actually have like ears. I think if it somehow doesn't have that sense, then like it-
1: It is I, seems capable of understanding and hearing. And as you watch it suddenly like twists, like it's facial expression, whatever mockery of a face it seems to have kind of contorting in this expression of pain and confusion. Uh, how much damage does it take? Uh, looks like Amity. five. All right. Takes five Wait, see, points of that, psychic damage. Uh, why did,
4: Sorry, this thing rolled two d
1: four, and I don't know why. Oh, sorry. What's the first uh, one? It's a, the first one's a
3: four. Uh, first one's a four.
1: All right. So four points of damage. Uh, you potential watch potential as kind of twists, so, and you right. watch as like this blackish sap begins pouring forth from its mouth, leaking from the corners. That is the end of uh, Embody's turn, I believe. Oh uh, yeah. All right, Lillison, you're up.
0: Okay, Lillison did not expect things to go down this way. Um, she is going to glance behind her just to see if anything seems to be coming up from below.
1: Make a, that would be an action, uh, if you want to make a full perception check. But just glancing back, you don't see anything immediately.
0: Okay, yeah, just glancing for now. And what she will do is, uh, she'll actually run back up, uh, seeing Kiva in the predicament she is in now. And, um... Uh, she's gonna ready her dagger but wince a little bit and her left arm flings out as uh, another acid splash bubbles forth trying to hit both of these vine creatures this time all right. so that's uh two deck safes
1: that is a seventeen for the north one and a six for the south one.
0: all right the um six for the south the south one takes yeah, I'm not sure why this is rolling two d six as well huh. Uh, I'm definitely not 5th level, but um, 1d6 damage, which is going to be 5.
1: All right, very good. It suffers 5 points of acid damage as you watch as the blood red bubble begins consuming and eating away at its plant matter flesh.
0: Excellent. And that's my
1: turn. All right, very good. Um, Next up is Erthrendir.
3: So the one currently inside the giant spinning web of scythes. About how healthy does it look?
1: Uh, the one that's in the middle of the scythes right now? It's, I mean, it looks pretty rough. It's, you know, tears and wounds all over it, black sap dribbling from several places across its body. It's not looking very happy.
3: Okay. Thank you. All right. In that case, seeing that this thing's got Kiva, he's going to decide discretion is the better part of valor. Or not this gr- he's going to decide to try and finish this sooner rather than later, lean around her and shoot a firebolt at it. Alright. That is a 13 to hit.
1: A 13 will, uh, well, given the space, it does have half cover from Kiva, so that's an 11 to hit. Uh, which unfortunately okay. just barely misses. <sighs> Damn
3: it. Alright. And in that case, can he? No, that'd probably be an action. I presume he couldn't, like, grab on to Kiva to Nah, no. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's his turn. Unfortunately not. All right. Very good. Uh, next up Metreon, uh, you can see Kiva still wrapped up in the vines of this vine, but it was kind of like pulling itself her toward her. Uh, though it seems to be cut and sliced up and lacerated in several places.
2: Yeah, they got this. Um, Metreon is going to go ahead and he, I'm going to use my action to, uh, see if I can hear anything coming up the stairs that are behind me.
1: Make a perception check. 13. You don't care anything coming up the stairs. Great.
2: Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's my turn.
1: Keeva's up again. She is restrained by the vines wrapped around her shoulders and neck. What is she doing?
2: Okay, well...
3: Hmm, I want to play player accurately. Uh, I think... Yeah, she's probably trying to get out of that hold. She is not having that. So she's trying to struggle out of the grapple.
1: Alright, uh, that will be if she wants to escape, uh, an athletics check.
3: Alrighty. Come on.
1: Fifteen. She like grunts for a moment and then tears back and you see one of the vines visibly rip and then split, spraying black sap across the floor in air as she stumbles back, the vine going slack around her neck, breathing hard, but now free. Excellent.
3: And I think that's her turn.
1: All right, beautiful. Uh, With that, listen, you watch as Leaping atop the uh, desk in the chamber beyond, and then crouching down over the top of the Vine Blight's head, the uh, woman you saw earlier, her moss covered veil now eaten away by uh, the crimson acid until you can see only this bare, glowering face, eyebrows wrought down with hate, face and cheeks smeared with earth and mud. Uh, you watch as she darts a hand out toward you, a whisper of flame alighting in her hand and as you watch her skin actually shimmers and you realize that it's not skin or earth at all but a strange uh, waxy bark like substance that has grown up around her entire face and arms covering it entirely with a thick tree trunk like skin and as the flame whispers in her hand she rears back and launches it at you directly over the vine blight's heads uh you will have half cover for this okay uh that is a 20 to hit oof
0: Oof. Um yes. That uh no, that, that, that hits. Um <laughs> I'm going to cast shield as a reaction, which will take my AC to twenty. It will still hit, but uh but yes. You right, have to make it twenty-two. Um,
1: oh, that's right. Oh yes, that's right. Uh that is oh yeah, so actually that is an 18 to hit, not uh 20 to hit. So shield does glance off the blow. <laughs> Thank you, Air Uh So <laughs> you watch as listen Shush. brings up the shield just barely in time, the fire splintering off of the swirling, uh, sickly green runes of aberrant force that appear before her, and then the fire dissipating into nothing. You hear the druid snarl and then li- throw her head back as she howls an earthly, terrible cry as she raises her staff that you can see is now glowing with a thick, rippling green energy faces down toward you, uh, but that is the end of her turn. Uh, you watch as one of the blights steps back, and actually the druid will do so as well. Or, no, she won't. Um, as the blight kind of like grunts and raises its hands on all sides. And you watch as the black sap drifts from it. It throws its head back, letting out a low rumble as you watch as from all around you, a grasping roots and vines begin to curl upward, erupting and Wait. bursting forth, crawling around the floorboards. Is...
3: Hold on. Is this the one in the cloud? Yes.
1: Oh yes, uh, then just take damage, to right? Survive. Yeah. All right, roll damage. That is thirteen damage. Yeah, wow. it, it doesn't survive. You watch as it like raises its hands. You watch as like little roots and twigs begin to like sprout, but the sides slash wickedly, glinting through the air, and the blade is torn to pieces before they can become much more than that.
3: Don't try it.
1: You watch us right. marching forward through the uh, empty gap now left. You can see the remaining vine blight whip its arm forward, and then turning toward Lillison, uh seeing her shield shimmering in the air, turn instead toward Kiva, now freed from the vine, and whip its entangling limb toward her. It, when also this
0: takes one, damage right yeah, now. when this one enters.
1: Uh, yes, this will take will take damage as well. All right, that's seven. All right, it suffers seven points of damage. Got you marches forward entirely blindly, not even caring for its own well-being, and will lash out at Kiva immediately. All right. That'll be an 18 to hit.
3: (sighs) You know what? No, Aerithrendir is going to yell, is going to just no and kind of cutting words at, don't you dare.
1: All right. You have to roll
3: for that, right? I am. That's a four. So it has a 14 to hit.
1: All right. You watch for a moment as your words hurl forth and the thing stumbles for a moment as Kiva surges forward with courage deflecting the blow, slashing it away with her scimitar. That is the Blight's turn. Uh, Amity, you're up.
4: Okay, yeah. She's just gonna uh, use another classic insult um, on this guy. Vicious Mockery.
1: All right, go for it.
4: Let's make another whiz save or take three psychic damage.
1: Alright, that is an 11, which I believe is a failure.
4: That is correct. So, three psychic damage and disadvantage on a second
1: attack. It winces uh, cringing for a moment, and it does have disadvantage on next, next attack. Uh, do remind me in case it succeeds. Okay. Uh, okay. That is the end of Amity's turn, I believe, unless you have a bonus action. Uh, nah. Alright, Lillison, you are up.
0: Okay. Lillison, uh, kind of shaking out her left hand is going to ready the dagger in her right hand and try to give it a big old stab
1: alright go for it
0: Uh, that is a 10 to hit
1: a 10 unfortunately does not hit as you like slice forward through the air you're swept off balance for a moment and it's uh, bulky limb comes up and catches your wrist twisting it slowly as its dead eyes stare into you the sides curling around it and it slowly like tries to pull your wrist into this swirling cloud of sharp edges but you struggle free for a moment but the attack does not connect.
0: Okay, uh, I would like to free-action spit at this thing, and that's my turn.
1: All right, uh, the spit kind of lands right atop its left brow <laughs> and just slowly trickles down over its dark, hollow eye. All right, uh, that is the end of your turn. Erthrindir, you're up.
3: Uh, is going to kind of say to Lillison, hey, is that is that druid still there? Yes, yes, she is. All right, let's fix that. And with a wicked smile, he's going to begin to sing the same song keep and end cast dissonant whispers. If it if it, if she is within 60 feet and can hear me, she needs to make a whiz save.
1: Really, it's not limited by sight? It's sound. Damn. Hot damn. <laughs> um yeah. That is a wisdom saving throw? Yep. DC 12. all right, give me that give me that spell card. Oof, that's a 10. Okay, so that is going to be 15 psychic damage. Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, you watch as the druid doubles over from her place, crushed up at the, the table, like slipping and almost falling onto the ground, crouching in a fetal position as she screams in pain. You watch as uh, red blood begins to drip from her cheeks as her fingernails dig deep into her skin, dragging through there. The blood-curdling shriek echoing through the corridor. And as she slowly, breath heaving, chest shuddering, pulls herself back, back up, you see long bits of blood dripping from her eyes as she, panting, eyes wide, bloody teardrops falling down her face, scrambles back, struggling into the corner beneath the contraption there. Because I believe she does have to retreat, right? Yep, up to her speed. She uses a reaction. All right. That is the end of Erythrindeer's uh, turn. Yes. Metron, you're up.
2: Yeah, I'll just, I'm going to attempt to shoot the, uh, the blight that's got, uh, Kiva entangled.
1: All right, uh, I will have three quarters cover, but go for it. Uh, 15. Oh, wait, no, uh, so- it's, it's
2: the wrong one, sorry. 19. Oh, Nine Minus
1: five, so that's 14, that will hit roll damage, and you get sneak attack, or no, you don't. You do get sneak attack for this. Yeah, yes. shoot him his five feet. Go for it.
2: My boy. Four piercing plus four sneak attack, so eight total.
1: Nice. All right. The bolt carves right across the left side of its face, and you watch as it actually tears open the left side of the head, leaving these wriggling vines that kind of wiggle helplessly in the air, trying to connect to each other as the half top of its face kind of lolls, sagging off to one side.
2: Yeah, uh, that'll be my turn.
1: All right. Very good. Does it look like it's
2: uh, kind of staggered a bit at all? or?
1: Oh yes, it's looking like there are carved wounds all across its body the black sap dripping from several places. It's like stumbling forward and you can see that it's surrounded caught off guard on all sides. Very good. Alright, uh, Kiva's up next.
3: She is going to think better of trying to reach into the daggers to shock and grasp that thing and instead pulls her scimitar from her side and with a quick, elegant motion tries to thrust it forward to sever this thing in two. All
1: right, go for it. That
3: is a 13 to hit.
1: A uh, 13 uh, will indeed hit. All right, for four slashing damage. Beautiful.
3: And that is her turn. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, you watch as she carves across the thing, splitting it in twain and causing it to slide to the floor, the vine slackening and collapsing into a miserable, muddy mess on the ground. Okay. Okay. With that Listen, you watch as the druid Kind of scrambles up Wiping the blood away from her eyes Snarling, and she fixes her gaze upon you And snarls Die! And she leaps forward, snarling Bounding on all fours toward you, then lifts up a hand glancing toward Kiva A wild feral smirk on her face, raises her hand to the air And chants a word of power And a thunderous blast of force sweeps out From her palm, I need both Kiva and Listen to make a constitution saving throw
3: Oh Shit. boy, my favorite! Everybody's favorite.
0: Ah, oh, that is a 19 on my con save. Somehow, that is a 16 on Kiva's con
3: save. Nice. All right. Ooh, now Amity's ability is going to get to
1: trigger.
4: Yeah. Really? I don't know what. Yep.
1: <laughs> that will be. Yes.
2: Don't keep us in suspense.
1: Uh, five points of thunder damage To each of Kiva and Lilison.
2: Okay
0: uh, Lilison is going to Proc the ability that Amity Gave her as You know The uh, thunder damage racks Through her body she's just going to maintain Eye contact with um, The druid And say You first
1: All right Basically, Snarling at that, you watch as she brings up her quarterstaff, still blazing with green energy, and eyes fixated on Lillison hurls herself into the air, into the cloud of daggers. Uh, roll damage for that air deer. Oh boy. Uh,
4: uh, and uh, and Millison, Um, Lillison should roll d6 force damage uh, for the revenge damage from Amity's ability as ethereal quills shoot through the air into the druid
0: yes thank you yeah, I was about to cool ask
3: uh,
0: that is that is two damage from uh, Amity's ability and 13 from the daggers
1: alright you watch as she launches herself forward arms outstretched long yellowed nails so sh- twisted and sharp as to seem like claws piercing through the air as her bark like skin twists and glints in the grey light and then the sighs and the quills fall upon her and she is torn apart in a shower of blood and gore, until what collapses on the ground is barely recognizable as anything more than mincemeat. Unmoving.
2: Fucking hell. Curses. <sighs> is... Uh, I think
3: I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, excuse me, excuse me a minute. And he's just going to rush past Matreon. Same. <laughs> and- Well, at least now your job of messing up the room looks extra convincing.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's popping open this door to get away from it.
1: All right. Uh, Amity opening the door, uh, you see beyond what looks to be a small bedroom, perhaps. This one, it just seems to have two pairs of bunk beds, and against the wall you see resting four identical foot lockers. And thankfully, the stench of gore is not quite so prevalent here, but as you inhale again, you can feel it slowly drifting through the air toward you.
4: For bookkeeping purposes, in case it somehow matters, there's seven rounds left on the uh, porcupine revenge thing.
2: Thank you. Pretty good.
4: Stuff for face Thank and you. a pillow. <sighs>
2: Metron will go into the same room. Lillison
0: is going to stay where she is, um both hands clenched, just breathing really hard. Uh, she's probably going to exchange a few silent glances with Kiva, but as Serena isn't here, uh, we'll just we'll just let them have a very silent moment.
3: Yeah. Earth and Dear is going to kind of step into the room and kind of face gone pale and just put his hands on his knees and slump down. It's kind of an afterthought. He yells, Should I take away the sides? Or not yells. He's just going to lean out in the hallway and dispel the cloud and then just slump to the floor.
2: Well, I had never seen nothing like that before. I know it's a stupid question to ask if you're right, uh, Amity. But, uh, yeah. (sighs) Oh, are we going to go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Not if I can help it.
4: Oh my god.
2: I... Self-defense I, and all that. I don't think
4: asking the rest of them to let us go is on the table anymore. She's saying this to sort of just take her mind off of, you know, thinking about recent events.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to be optimistic, we could stay optimistic, but, uh... Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say we're in this now, aren't we?
4: Uh, I'm, we're never going in another building ever again, ever.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't think you might—you might just keep a kind of by hand, sheepishly. Uh, I'm not sure you might find the uh, the woods quite as welcoming, love. Um, might want to reconsider that. But uh, but I understand your. Uh... Yes, sorry.
4: Probably we probably made a lot of noise just now. I, there might be other trees coming.
2: Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, we should probably going to move on. Yeah.
4: I'm following you. I'm,
2: I'm, I've been following you. Oh, but yeah, just stay behind me then. Uh, where's truffle? At?
4: Um, truffle points
2: from
1: Amity's pack.
4: Oh, how'd you even get back in there? Okay, well, I guess he's here.
2: All right, let's. uh just be quick about it, be uh, quiet about it, as much as we can be. And uh, Metron will start to go out and go down the hall that he saw Lillison heading down towards. And when, as he does, like he kind of presses himself up against the wall as to avoid getting gore on
1: his boots. Kiva will nod and move to follow. As uh, Lillison just uh, standing there waiting?
0: Lillison is standing here, kind of staring at the remains, um, not in horror so much as just fascination. Um, She looks up when Metreon comes by and she says, She was trying to find something in that room. I wonder what it was.
2: Uh, You want to go ahead and look?
0: Well, if you don't want to.
2: Listen, love, there's a bleeding pile of blood and guts and uh, twigs and uh, vines. You know, I'm, I'm a little shaken up right now. I've been shaken up for the past five, six days we've been here. So no, I don't want to look. All right. I
0: see you're not one of those sort of people who... Anyway... Uh, She also delicately steps around the mess on the floor to uh, step into this room.
1: All right. You can see within, you know, the desk, the chair, the cabinet, and the strange contraption. Glancing around, you remember the druid appeared to have been rooting through the cabinet's contents, a number of items haphazardly tossed on the floor.
0: Um, What kind of items do they seem to be?
1: The items on the ground just appear to be a number of uh, small, um, unnotable items. There seems to be a A few uh, bits of uh, parchment, uh, a few jars of what looks like a white glue-like substance that's kind of oozing across the ground. Um, A few other minor items, you see a broom and a dustpan lying across the ground scattered. The broom snapped in half. Along the ground, though, there's not much of interest.
0: Okay. Um, She is going to take one of the pots of glue, if there are any that are um, not broken.
1: Uh, Yes, there are uh, two jars of glue that are unbroken.
3: Okay,
0: uh, she'll take both. All right. Nice.
1: Glancing inside the cabinet, you also see what seems to be um, hanging on a loop of twine, a small bronze key.
0: Uh, Lillison will look at that and then just, like, note that it exists and uh, turn back towards the
2: door. Well, you find anything?
0: Some glue might be useful later. There is a key in there. In case we uh, find a lock that needs one later.
2: Well, shouldn't we take it now and, you know, just in case we find that lock while we're down somewhere and we don't have to run back up? Back up.
0: I suspect it might actually belong to the chest that we already wrecked, but...
2: Oh, but well sure. then, I mean, just, just take it just to be, ca- just to be careful. And, suppose, you know, we yes. could just say that we found a key on this uh, here splattered druid.
0: Yes. Yes, of course. And uh, you know, expression's still a little bit wooden. Uh, she's gonna go and, and take it and then step carefully outside again.
1: You actually we- see that in interspersed in the pile, there's actually little bits of uh, the bark-like skin that have kind of flecked off and been torn and crunched and you know, kind of reduced to kindling, but you can actually see what appears to be the outline of uh, the back of a hand, just made in bark and splattered with red blood, that you kind of just have to nimbly shift your foot away to avoid stepping on.
0: Lillison's own hand flexes a little bit as she sees it, and then she forcibly clenches it and says, should we check the other doors?
2: Uh, what are, the, uh, you mean? The one that's uh, out of the kitchen.
0: The one that you're not so far away from?
2: Oh, you mean the one that uh, Kiva's in front of?
0: Is she? And she's going to peek around the corner. I can't actually see. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Metron will go to the door, but he'll press his ear against it first to see if there's nothing behind it.
1: Uh, All right, this is the one that Kiva's near? Yes. All right, make a perception check. Ooh, that's going to be a 19. Very good. You press your ear up against it and hear nothing, just silence. Uh,
2: he'll back up a little bit and kind of taps the handle just to make sure that it's like, you know, not warm or heated or anything like that, or there's nothing like on it. Does it feel like it's locked or unlocked? Unlocked. Okay, so uh, once he confirms that there's nothing on it or. Not, not like no fire behind her or something, you know, just to be careful. Uh, he will turn the knob and uh, enter.
1: All right. You can see the room beyond a similar structure to the one that Amity entered, just a pair of bunk beds and against the wall resting four identical foot lockers. In this room, you can see a few toys scattered about, one of which seems to resemble a child's wooden rocking horse. Though the horse is black with wild eyes and painted orange flames where its mane, tail, and hooves should be.
2: Metron will sigh. He's actually going to just take a quick look out of the window to see if the, the the blight squad outside has changed it at all.
1: You see that they've slowly begun to filter back to what you presume were their original hiding places. You can see a few stragglers in the space around it. but. You can certainly see that they're still there. They don't seem to have left the vineyard; just got a little further away and kind of distributed themselves.
2: He'll take note of it and then head back with the uh, head back with the party.
3: At this point, Arthur rejoins them. His eyes kind of downcast, and streaks of blood in his hair. And his hair. What now?
4: If is that we're... blood? What? Sorry, is that is that blood from?
3: It's hers, yes. He is not looking at you.
2: Yeah, if you need help getting over this, Amity, uh, let me know. I'll help you out. Amity's <sighs>
4: wow.
3: gonna
2: walk into the room.
3: Well, y'all
2: find anything? No, not yet. Just, uh, Just kids' rooms. All right.
0: If we wish to find more of them, we may want to go take the other route. I did hear somebody from that other side.
3: Yeah, though we need to keep it one at a time. We did pretty well that time, but we're going to do that again. We need to try and split up their forces as much as possible.
0: Those blades you produced were excellent.
3: Yeah, I, uh, thanks. I actually came up with it myself. A few days ago, actually. Glad to hear they worked.
4: Can you do it more times? There should be
3: four more of them. I can do it once. After that, one more time. After that, we're down to my other spells and cantrips. So we're going to have to find another strategy.
0: Right. Well.
3: Uh, Although, I I don't know, I don't, maybe this isn't, maybe we don't need to be doing this, this is, no, no, we've, we gotta, God, we're neck deep in it right now, it would be an insult to what we've done so far to stop now, frankly. An insult to him? I'm with you. He very pointedly looks at the mess splattered across that tile.
2: Yeah, I only care about... I don't care about insulting anybody else outside of this uh, room right now. So, uh, Don't let that be a, a motivator.
0: Listen. He nods. We're going to need to all get out of this alive.
3: Yeah, I yeah. would prefer
0: to get out of it alive and not leaving any en- living enemies behind us.
3: Yep, yeah, that's why it, why, wise. Let's go then. Let's get this done. Let's get this over with.
2: Yeah. Uh, no time uh, like the present, right?
3: Sadly. Amity, have you... What sort of magic have you got in the tank? Uh, I
4: think I've got one more. I, oh, Kiva, do you still have the um, the the inspiration?
3: She nods. Still do. Though we should probably do something with it pretty quickly.
4: Right. <laughs> well, I have one more of those, and I I have I have some spells that I haven't used yet. A, a little bit of healing, um, some. I, I, I guess if
3: you just want me to list them, I could, but... Uh, just if there's anything that can hit from far away. Besides, you know, the very good, but the very good insults.
4: <laughs> I think that's the only thing I have that can hit from far away.
3: Alright, so you're best off at engaging a bit closer, or being farther towards the front. Good to know. That I've is got, not good to know. It's... It, look, it, 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 we're doing something. Okay, point. Whatever, but thank you. That does help.
4: Um, DM, can I make, uh, can I like try to listen again to see if I can hear where another one of them is?
1: Um, I mean, is there anyone in particular you're listening for? Or are you spending like a good five minutes or so listening for any indication of things? What are you doing? Probably not
4: like a good five minutes or so. Just like putting my ears to the walls, to the floor. If, you know, like I did last time.
1: In this current location, uh, I'll allow it. Uh, make a perception check. Sure, I will have to reload the page, though. So, That's fine.
2: As uh, Mitra's been kind of keeping quiet while the two of them were discussing, but uh, and he's not attempting to hide it, but he's looking at Aerithon Deer, uh, specifically like, the blood on his face and his hair, and he's just got this look of like, just, like stank disgust on him.
3: and Deer meets his gaze, and... For once there's no defensiveness in his eyes. He just kinda nods.
2: You gonna clean it up clean
3: it up? Right, right, shit, I forgot, and he's going to kinda frantically start scrubbing away at that. Sorry, I must have
2: Kinda of something to forget, it. You know. Uh blood and icker on your hair and face like that. Nine on the perception check.
3: He keeps scrubbing. Do you have a point, or are you just being vile to make yourself feel better? Maybe a little bit of both. Well, that's on brand for you, so I respect it. He's going to finish cleaning himself up. All right, what uh, any a- any?
1: Yep, what's your perception check? Nine. Nine, you listen, you're straining, you can't hear anything else. I mean,
4: I'll report. I, I, I don't hear any other ones nearby.
1: Good.
0: All right. Well, Let's go down the, this path then. There was the giggling from the other door we didn't open, or there's something unknown down this way.
3: Let's get rid of the giggling. I don't feel like dealing with that from behind.
0: All right. Shall I go first again?
2: Uh, you, you were swimming the last time, so yeah, yeah. Just be careful.
0: She nods and uh, not really meeting any of their eyes. She is going to head down the corridor.
3: Yep. Deer will follow after her.
1: All right.
4: Kennedy lingers to look at the dead body and shiver before following. She will expend a use of bardic inspiration real quick.
1: Ooh. All right. Uh, Metron, what's your passive perception? Same for Kifa. My passive is... Kifa's is 13, right? I believe. Uh Yes. Is, mine Metrion. is only eleven. All right. So Kiva, but not Metrion. Uh Metrion, you see, as she kind of perks up and then stiffens for a moment. I just heard a door uh, open and close behind us. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if anyone. I don't hear footsteps. Maybe it's uh,
2: maybe it's someone invisible.
3: Or one of those blight nasties.
2: Yeah, but
1: they they would they would be footsteps, right? Mm, probably. I don't okay. think anyone's following us, but. I think we do have to be careful. Um, I don't know if uh, we can uh, be assured that our backs are so safe as they are, so let's uh, let's just keep an eye out, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Let's go.
2: Akiva, you're kind of perceptive, right? Maybe if we keep Lil in the front and you in the back, you know, that way we've got kind of both ends, uh, you know, keen ears and all that.
1: Right, of course. Uh, Not a problem. Alright, and if you following Lillison uh, can make your way through the corridor as you'd like Yep uh, You proceed forth into the dining room and kitchen together Passing by the uh, stone staircase As a Lillison, are you proceeding forth uh, into the other door?
0: Uh, Lillison's going to stop and t- uh, listen at the door before she tries to open it
1: Alright, make a perception check
0: That is a 13 perception
1: You hear nothing
0: all right, Lillison's gonna shake her head a little bit and uh, summon up her mage hand again and slowly open the door.
1: All right, the door is unlocked and slowly creaks open if you'd like to open it. You can just see a right. dim, dark corridor, unlit, say for the light trickling in from this chamber, leading forth to the east. And as you peer out, you can see just a single door at the very end of the hallway, closed.
0: Okay. Lillison is going to step forward just so Aerithrinder can also come in. Yep, he shall. And then she's going to send her mage hand forward to open the door from a distance.
1: All right. We'd like to open that one as well. It slowly creaks open, and you can just faintly see... Are you opening it the whole way, or just enough to kind of peek through?
0: Just enough to peek through.
1: You can just faintly see what appears to be a... uh, wooden floor chamber with what seems to be uh, a large hole cut into the center of it that you can't see how wide or how far it goes you can just faintly see uh, a long rope hanging from what seems to be a winch or a crane of some sort that kind of descends down into the hole below and as you watch you can just faintly hear the winch suddenly creak and groan bobbing as if something is weighing upon it
0: okay she's going to cautiously and hopefully stealthily Uh, move forward.
3: Yep. Marathon Deer will follow.
1: All right. Make a stealth check.
2: 11 stealth. 17 stealth. Is this all of us or just those two?
1: Uh, anyone who's making their way forward. Uh, Metron will go begrudgingly.
2: All
1: right. Oof.
4: Truffle oinks a lot as Amity
2: rolls a three. Uh, 15.
3: 22 from Kiva, who continues to be the anchor, even in her absence.
2: Even standing on the table, no one hears her.
1: All right. Lillison, <laughs> well, as you quietly creep forward, the others around you moving stealthily in your wake, do you move all the way to the door?
0: I'm um, going to stop five feet away from the door first, uh, see if anything happens, and if not, then then all the way to the door.
1: All right. Nothing seems to happen immediately. You step closer to the door and peer through, your eye slipping through the crack that you've opened. And as you peer through, you immediately see that the room itself as a whole seems to have a wooden floor with a 10-foot square hole cut into the middle. Looming over the hole is a wooden winch. As you peer through, you can just see the silhouette that slowly resolves in the gray light into the figure perched atop it of a man. With wild hair, rotted teeth, and skin painted red with blood. He whirls toward you, eyes open wide, waving a gnarled staff made of a black branch and babbling at you. Meets your eyes directly. And that's where we'll end for tonight.
2: Ooh. Oh no, I don't like oh, the boy.
0: Yay. Yeah.
2: Don't die. Oh You're Gonna get killed by a bunch of hippies. I mean Who hippies
1: drenched in blood, I suppose. I mean, it sounds like hippies to me. <laughs> well, that was fun.
0: That, that was combat went a lot more successfully than I thought it would.
3: Yeah, for real. It did. See how this one goes.
0: Hallway combats
4: yeah. are always a little bit samey if you're sort of in the middle of the hallway, though. Yeah.
2: But yeah. we got some good like, yeah. you know, attack rolls in, though.
1: How many of those uh, second-level spell slots does and Deer have left? One. Hmm. All right, so... Yeah, yeah uh... he
2: pulls that trick <laughs> once
3: more.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right, so I think that's all we got for today. So thank you, everyone, for joining the stream this fine, spooky Halloween. Hopefully you all have an excellent holiday. Stay safe, stay well, um, and stay spooky, of course. As always, we will see you back in the mists next Saturday. Until then, do beware of bleeding trees and living wood, and take care.
2: Boo!